0: Amen. Well, if you have your Bibles, you can open up to the book of Matthew, chapter 5. We're going to begin with verse 6. It'll be the primary text for this evening. Matthew chapter 5, verse 6 reads, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are those that hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. I believe one of the main reasons people aren't filled is because they lack hunger and thirst for righteousness. I believe one of the main reasons even believers aren't filled is because they lack hunger and thirst for righteousness. Come to church, leave unfilled. Pray, leave unfilled. Worship, leave unfilled. Go to conferences, leave unfilled. Listen to the preaching of the Word of God, leave unfilled. Get together with other believers and leave unfilled. Get into a good godly book and walk away unfilled. And so off they go trading these for other things to try and get filled. I ask tonight, what exactly do they long to be filled with? Now the voice Bible reads blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness the word declares they will be filled and I say I believe one of the main reasons people are not filled is because they do not hunger and thirst for righteousness Number one tonight, are we hungry and thirsty, or are we full? Are we hungry and thirsty, or are we all filled up? Now imagine we show up to dinner, but we're right stuffed with fast food and junk food we've been consuming and have come to have such a craving for. We show up to the feast But we've been off at some questionable buffet, taking in plate after plate and cup after cup of sketchy provision. And so we come in full, full of the wrong things. Are we hungry and thirsty? You know, some come, and it's crazy, but they aren't hungry or thirsty for anything. They come to church services, but they're not hungry, thirsty for anything. Some come, but they are full of desire for that which is not righteousness. You know, you can tell when a person is hungry and thirsty. They're going after it. They recognize and realize their desperate need for meal and drink. Honestly, they take this seriously. You can tell those that come into church and they're hungry and they're thirsty because they take church seriously. Those that go into a time of devotions, those that are hungry and thirsty, you can tell because they take it seriously. Now God is looking at the condition of our lives, whether or not we're actually hungry and thirsty. And what it is we are hungry and thirsty So number one tonight, are we hungry and thirsty or are we full? Number two, what are we hungry and thirsty for? What are we hungry and thirsty for? You see, the Word tells us that those that get filled are hungry and thirsty for one thing, righteousness. Righteousness. They come in hungry and thirsty for the righteousness of God and that they would be filled with righteousness. That righteousness would grab hold of who they are and change who they are. This is the primary. This is the principle. This is the main thing again Matthew 5 6 reading from the King James version blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness the word declares for they shall be filled now this word righteousness in a broad sense the state of him who is as he ought to be righteous righteousness the condition acceptable to God It speaks of the doctrine, the way in which man may attain a state approved of God, saved by grace, 100%, but then a life that falls in line with salvation. This word righteousness, it speaks of integrity, virtue, purity of life, rightness, correctness of thinking, and acting. Now, it is guaranteed that if we come in hungry and thirsty for righteousness, we will be filled. Every church service, every time we get into the Word, every time we step into a time of prayer, all those times when we gather with brothers and sisters in Christ, if we come in hungry and thirsty for righteousness, the Bible declares it. It's a guarantee that we will be filled. We will leave filled. We will leave full of life, full of energy, full of vision. Full of focus. Full of power and strength. So I look at my life. You can look at yours. When I come, what is it I'm after? What is it I'm hungry and thirsty for? Is it righteousness? Is it as the text reads? Number three. A sure sign of hunger and thirst for righteousness is doer of the word. You want to know if someone's hungry and thirsty for righteousness? They are going to take the word and they are going to do it. They're going to take what God says and they're going to live it out. And they're going to walk it out. James 1, 22 reads, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. The message reads, don't fool yourself into thinking that you are a listener when you are anything but. Letting the word go in one ear and out the other. Act on what you hear. You see, you can tell those that are hungry and thirsty for righteousness because what happens? The hunger and thirst moves them to action. They actually act on what they hear. They go to church. They hear the preaching of the word of God. They hear what the spirit is saying to them. The Holy Spirit moving inside of them, trying to lead them and guide them and direct them. And what do they do? They're so hungry and thirsty that the hunger and the thirst moves them to act. J.B. Phillips' New Testament, don't I beg you, only hear the message, but put it into practice. Otherwise, you are merely deluding yourselves. I wonder how many Christians come to church and they take notes, (laughs) and yet they leave and they don't act upon the Word. They have it on paper, but they're not putting it into action. They're not a doer of the Word. A sure sign of hunger and thirst for righteousness is doer of the Word. We're hungry and thirsty for the righteousness of God. We're hungry and thirsty for righteousness to consume us and become us and flow out of us, be in our home, in all our living, all our our doing. And so we act on the word, doer of the word. Now, doer literally means a doer, performer, one who obeys or fulfills. Matthew 5, 6 in the Passion Translation reads, How enriched are you when you crave righteousness? For you will be surrounded with fruitfulness. Isn't that beautiful? The message, you're blessed when you've worked up a good appetite for God. He's food and drink and the best meal you'll ever eat. Hungry and thirsty for righteousness. You know, you can tell those that come into the place, man, they've worked up a good appetite for God. I mean, they're ready. They're taking it seriously. They're going for it. They're going to take in all the meat and drink they possibly can. They're not going to waste one moment. They're not going to get distracted. They're not going to allow themselves to be distracted. They're going to put away distractions. They're going to focus in on the Spirit of God that they might be filled with righteousness. Because they're hungry and thirsty. That's what they showed up with. Hunger and thirst. Can you imagine people showing up to your house and you've, you've spent time preparing? And you lay it all out on the table. I mean, you've, you've spent time. You've given it your best. You've laid it all out. You've used the best ingredients. I mean, this is the best you have to offer. And they show up and they're not hungry and thirsty. I wonder how many people show up to church like that. And God is saying, you know what I have for you right now? You know what I've laid out on this table for you, the table that is prepared for you in my presence, and you've showed up, and you're not hungry or thirsty. And so you're going to leave. You're going to leave unfilled. You might think you're full, but you are not. You need what can only be found in my presence. So are we hungry and thirsty? You know, maybe we need to work up our appetite or change our appetite. I'm not talking about natural food. Perhaps we need to curb some cravings. Perhaps that is why some aren't filled when they come in or don't leave filled or receive a meal or partake of the spread or the feast. Why? Because they don't hunger and thirst for righteousness. Perhaps they hunger and thirst for something else. They come to church and the main goal, the main objective, the main thing is not hunger and thirst for righteousness. It's hunger and thirst for something else. And so they leave unfilled. You can tell those that are hungry and thirsty for righteousness, they never walk out the doors and complain. They never walk out the doors unfilled. They never walk out the doors, woe is me, I didn't get mine. Why? Because the word declares that those who hunger and thirst for righteousness shall be filled. Listen, I've been in some real dry services, not here, but other places. But if you're hungry and thirsty for righteousness, you will leave filled. I've been in other parts of the world where I don't even understand what they're singing. And the music is so loud, I want to shove a thousand cotton balls in my ear. And still you can leave filled because you hunger and thirst for righteousness. So the question is, are you coming to church? Or are we coming to church? Am I stepping into the presence of the Lord hungry and thirsty for righteousness? Or am I hungry and thirsty for something else? I think that's a good question for us to ask ourselves. What's the main thing? I mean, if it's not that we come hungry and thirsty for righteousness, then what is this? Why are we coming? But see, when you're hungry and thirsty for righteousness, you know what the hunger and thirst does? It drives you to church. It drives you to the pre-service prayer. It drives you to church Sunday morning, not only Sunday morning, but Sunday night. Why? Because you know God has something prepared for you, and if you don't get there, you're going to miss out. You say, well, I can get it at home. Right. You'll figure that out. You just keep your pattern up for long enough. See, maybe the problem is you, you were showing up, but you weren't showing up hungry and thirsty for righteousness. And so you've relaxed on that, you've pushed away that service, you've pushed away that commitment, and you picked up other things and you think it's all right. And even associations in our lives can truly affect hunger and thirst for righteousness. Because of those we allow to speak into our life, or those we allow to affect us, those we partner up with, those we side with, those we run with when we walk out of this place. And we find comfort in it because they're living the same way. But God's calling us to a new level. God's calling us to a new level. I pray that this generation takes it to a new level. You know, I see the generation before, and I've witnessed it my whole life. Serious. They were serious. They were hungry and thirsty for righteousness. That's why, you know, they showed up Sunday morning and Sunday night, and every time the church doors were open, they were showing up. They weren't trying to give God the least. They were trying to give God the most. And I see today a lot of trying to give God the least and still get it all. It says, those who hunger and thirst for righteousness shall be filled. And I'm just saying tonight, when you are hungry and thirsty for righteousness, it will drive you to the presence of the Lord every day. Not just on Sundays, and I'm not just talking about driving you to this building. It will drive you into the presence of the Lord every day. You won't go one day without his presence. You won't go one day without calling out on his name because you're hungry and thirsty for righteousness. But if you don't hunger and thirst for righteousness days will go by. Days will go by, and then we wonder why we stroll into church on Sunday morning without an appetite for God. Because we've been eating the fare of the world all week long. And we're so used to it. We're so used to that flavor and that taste. We're filled up with that. And the thing is, we come into church, and what needs to take place at that moment is we need to empty ourselves of all that junk. We need to empty our vessel of all that stuff and lay it out. And what happens, it becomes, i got to go in and repent again. i got to go in and cry out to God and say, I haven't been partaking all week. I haven't been hungry and thirsty for righteousness all week. And so here I am once again, and church gets real hard when you live like that. And people that start to live like that, a lot of them give up. And a lot of them walk out because they can't handle it anymore. But God is calling us that we'd be hungry and thirsty. It's amazing when you talk to some, the message didn't really do anything for me. The conference didn't really do anything for me. The worship didn't really do anything for me. The prayer time, ah, it was okay. Well, that book wasn't much. Well, what were you going in with? What were you hungry and thirsty for? Because if it was righteousness, you'd be filled. Why are we leaving unfilled? we're going into times of prayer and we leave unfilled, why are we leaving unfilled? Listen, the problem is not with God. So why? Why are we leaving unfilled? What is it? James one twenty five, But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. Not a forgetful hearer. I'm going to share some words of Watchman knee, and then we'll continue on from there. The life we are speaking of here refers to the experience of the word of God in our lives and the experience of the message we preach. The life of the cross is the life of the Lord Jesus. We should first test our message through our experience. The doctrine we understand is only doctrine. We should let the doctrine work in us first so that the doctrine we understand becomes a part of our life and a part of the vital elements of our daily living and no longer just doctrine but the life of our life. It is like the food we eat becoming the flesh of our flesh and the bone of our bones. Thus, we become a living doctrine. In this way, the word we preach is no longer just a theory we know, but our own true life. This is what the Bible means by doers of the word, James 1:22. Often we misunderstand the word doer. We think doers are those who try their best to follow the word they hear and understand. But this is not the doing in the Bible. It is true that we should resolve to practice what we hear, but the doing in the Bible is not a doing with one's own strength. Rather, it is to allow the Holy Spirit to live out from one's life the word he knows. This is a kind of living not a kind of work if there is the living there will spontaneously be the work to have some sporadic works is not the doing described in the bible we should cooperate with the holy spirit in our life through our will so that we can experientially live out what we know in this way we will be able to dispense life to others So I guess we have to ask ourselves tonight, am I a doer of the word? Is it doctrine I understand or is it doctrine I know through experience? Is it the life of my life? Is it to me just theory or is it my own true life? Yes, I should practice what I hear, but is my doing in my own strength or am I allowing the Holy Spirit to live out from my life, the Word. It's a way of living, not a way of work. Hunger and thirst for righteousness is proved out in the streets. It's not just proved at coffee time after church. It's proved out in the streets It's proved out in the marketplace. Hunger and thirst for righteousness is proved in our homes. It's proved on our couch when we sit there with the remote control in our hand. Hunger and thirst for righteousness. Wow, it's proved out there in our walk, in our living, in our talking, in our associations, in our relationships. Our schedule proves hunger and thirst for righteousness. Our time allotted to God in our seven day calendar proves hunger and thirst for righteousness. That's the truth. You see, because you know, if you were married to someone and you only gave them one hour or an hour and a half once a week, what would they say to you? Oh, yeah, you're serious about me. I think you'd be having a conversation. Or if you fell in like with somebody. But you only talk to him one hour a week. And heaven forbid, I mean, this generation it would probably be text message anyways. so it's not real face-to-face communication. I mean, nobody knows how to talk in person anymore. And so we trust the iPhone to autocorrect and make us sound intelligent. I mean, how much time does God have? Now, I know in him we live and move and have our being, but when he looks at us, when he looks at our calendar, because he is looking at our calendar, it's not like he cannot see your calendar. He knows your iCal better than you know your iCal. When he knows and he looks, that one right there is hungry and thirsty for righteousness. That one right there... They don't have a craving for God. See, again, it's those that hunger and thirst for righteousness. They'll be filled. James one twenty two. but be ye doers of the word, not only hearers, deceiving your own selves. I mean, that's what really happens. The amazing thing is we end up deceiving ourselves. Nobody else has done it. Nobody else has deceived We've deceived ourselves because what? It's right here. We're not a doer of the word. We just hear it. It goes one in, in one ear, out the other. We walk out. We never act on it. And so we deceive ourselves. Again, James 1.25, listen to the message. But whoever catches a glimpse of the revealed counsel of God, the free life, even out of the corner of his eye, And sticks with it is no distracted scatterbrain, but a man or woman of action. That person will find delight and affirmation in the action. And the voice reads, However, it is possible to open your eyes and take in the beautiful, perfect truth found in God's law of liberty and live by it. If you pursue the path and actually do what God, listen to that. You pursue the path and actually do what God has commanded, Then you will avoid the many distractions that lead to what? An amnesia of all true things. And you will be blessed. Wow, when I read that, amnesia of all true things. Isn't that how it is? Pursue the path and do what God commands and you will avoid memory loss. Is that what happens? We let up pursuing and doing and we end up with amnesia? Of all true things? I don't remember that. I don't remember that command. Are we sure it's in the Word? And pretty soon, we got memory loss. Can we be encouraged tonight to cooperate with the Holy Spirit in our life through our will so that we can experientially live out what we know? Let's come to church. And let's receive and let's walk out the doors and let's act on it. Let's step into our times of prayer and let's receive from the Spirit. Let's hunger and thirst for righteousness. Let's walk in like that. Not just hungering and thirsting for our answers and hungering and thirsting, you know, for riches and wealth and hungering and thirsting for the doors to be open and whatever. Let's walk in hungry and thirsty for righteousness because God says you'll be filled. And what does the Word say? Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all other things shall be added. God will take care of you when you hunger and thirst for righteousness. But if you get hungry and thirsty for other things and you go to God like he's a genie in a bottle, we got problems. Because when he doesn't come out of the lamp the way you like or offer you three wishes, whatever your heart desires, you walk away unfilled. And pretty soon you start to blame God. You can walk away from church and blame the church. But it's hunger and thirst for righteousness. You know, again, let's just talk about church for a moment. I just I feel the Spirit asking us this. And I know you showed up tonight and braved the weather, so you must be here for the right reasons. Now, how do we help hunger and thirst? Let's just talk about church. Real practical right now. How do we help hunger and thirst so that we show up, so we show up on a Sunday morning with an appetite that's worked up for God? How, how do we do this practically? Maybe you're saying, I need it practical. Are you Ready? You heard this one before. One surefire way to help it is to guard our Saturday nights. Listen, you do whatever you want Saturday night, and you go to bed with your mind filled with some questionable entertainment, and it's there all night. You're not meditating on him in the night watches. I don't know what kind of gifts you're getting while you're sleeping, but when you wake up, are you prepared? Take care of your Saturday nights. I mean, church is serious business. At least it should be. Take care of your Saturday nights. Here we go. One surefire way to help it is to get to church early and get in the prayer service. You say, why? Because the prayer service gets you ready for the service. You see, I can tell as a worship leader, just being completely honest right now, those that don't show up for pre-service prayer, A lot of them have a real hard time getting it going. And like the worship team is dying down. The worship's over. It's that moment. And they're just getting ready. Because it's taken that long. But if you come in... And you get hungry and thirsty for righteousness in the prayer room you'll get filled there you get your spirit ready your heart ready your life ready your mind ready everything's cleared out you walk in and when the first chord plays you are ready to go and it's not about the band it's not about the musicians or anything it's not about the song that's played it's all about god because you're hungry and thirsty for righteousness you've prepared yourself and you're ready to go and god says here we go you've pulled up to the table already And that's why pre-service prayer is important. People say, why should I go to pre-service prayer? Well, don't go. Live your whole life like that. Let's see how it works out for you. It's your choice. Nobody's forcing you. Nobody's making you go. I've had people, you know, part of the the team, and there's standards for worship, just as an example, because I'm in that. We say, you got to come to pre-service prayer, and I remember this is years ago. These two individuals, they came and they said, okay, so that's the deal. So we come to pre-service prayer. We get to play. And I said, see, already you've disqualified yourself because that's your attitude. It's I come, I pray, and it's just a means to the end you want. It's not because you're hungry and thirsty for righteousness. And I said to them, As a musician, as those that are going to get up and lead people into the presence of God, you should be here preparing yourself to be the vessel God wants you to be, to pour out. That you get up and you're ready. That you get up full, that you want the anointing of God that can break strongholds. As long as it's just playing a guitar or playing drums or playing whatever, that's not enough. That belongs out in the clubs. It's different in here. Because people are coming in that need us anointed. People are coming in that need us full. People are coming in that need us in the prayer room. Because they don't know God yet. Or they're struggling. Or they couldn't get here on time. And so we want to be leaders. We show up. We're hungry and thirsty for righteousness. We're full. We're full by the time service starts so we can pour out. And we can minister and we can worship no matter how we feel. We put everything aside. Whatever we've been facing, we just get into God's presence and we go for it. Because we know that worship breaks strongholds. It breaks chains off people's lives. And so we come in hungry and thirsty for righteousness and God fills the place. See, life's different if you want it to be. And if you don't want it to be. It'll stay the same. But it's available to all of us. It's not reserved for just a few. One surefire way to help to help it, the hunger and thirst when we come to church, get this, one surefire way to help it is to pursue holiness all week long. I mean, if we leave here and don't pursue holiness all week long, but pursue other things, we come in, we're not hungry and thirsty for righteousness. Because we've been out there all week, hungry and thirsty for other things. All things unrighteous and unholy. And so we come in and we struggle. And again, I say this, we come in and we feel the conviction in the presence of the Lord rather wow, rather than the comfort. Rather than that free flow because we know we've walked in clean. Doesn't mean we won't mess up sometimes, but we've walked in with the right heart. We've been pursuing God all week. Pursue the Lord all week. I want to encourage us to make church a priority. Don't start replacing services with other things and think it's okay. What starts to happen? Amnesia sets in, memory loss, and soon what we see as true is anything but. That is not how the Holy Spirit leads us. It's not how the Holy Spirit leads us. For some, their associations, I just wrote this down. For some, their associations have had their way with their doing, even church commitment, Sunday nights, etc. And they've lost. They've got amnesia, and the devil's got the giggles. We have to get our cravings in order. My, how quickly. We can ruin appetite and destroy appetite for the good things. It's time to truly and fully cooperate with the Holy Spirit. Can you just receive that? It's time to truly and fully cooperate with the Holy Spirit. In your life, have you been truly and fully cooperating with the Holy Spirit? I have to ask myself that and judge myself and look at myself. And there's areas, perhaps, in all of us, no matter who we are here tonight, there's areas where we have not been cooperating fully and truly with the Holy Spirit. And if you remember only one thing tonight when you leave here, would you remember that, that you walk out and say, Holy Spirit, I want to truly and fully cooperate with you in all things. Matthew 5, 6, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they shall be filled. You know, there is no satisfaction like this satisfaction. Satisfaction. Let me taste and see that the Lord is good. Psalm 63, verses 1 to 5, we can have the worship team return tonight. It reads, O God, you are my God. I love this psalm. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. So I have looked for you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory. Because your love and kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise you. Thus I will bless you while I live. I will lift up my hands in your name. My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness, and my mouth shall praise you with joyful lips. And I want to read it tonight out of the message because I love how it words it. God, you're my God. I can't get enough of you. Isn't that beautiful? I've worked up such hunger and thirst for God traveling across dry and weary deserts so here I am in the place of worship eyes open drinking in your strength and glory in your generous love I'm really living at last my lips brim with praises wow praises like fountains I bless you every time I take a breath my arms wave like banners of praise to you I eat my fill of prime ribbon gravy I smack my lips It's time to shout praises. If I'm sleepless at midnight, I spend the hours in grateful reflection because you've always stood up for me. I'm free to run and play. I'll hold on to you for dear life, and you hold me steady as a post. You want to live a steady life, a steady Christian life, hunger and thirst for righteousness you'll live a steady Christian life. Guard your hunger and thirst for righteousness and beware of the slightest wavering of appetite. You know, as I said before, hunger and thirst for righteousness is proved in the streets, and it really is. Hunger and thirst for righteousness is proved at social gatherings, it's proved on the couch with the remote in hand, it's proved with time spent on the iPhone, it's proved in conversation, Societal interaction, hunger and thirst for righteousness is proved out there. Are we acting on it? Are we doers of the word or simply hearers of the word? Lord, help us. You know, when you hunger and thirst for righteousness, you are ready and desperate to get to the house of the Lord because you believe his promise that if you come pining for righteousness, you will be filled You'll leave stronger, richer, fuller of energy, full of vision, more prepared for tasks ahead. Take care of his time and he'll take care of yours. You can't wait to get to church on Sunday a.m., p.m. and so on. You're so ready, so focused because you know he's prepared a feast. And you know even the crumbs from the table give you more life than any feast this world has to offer. I'll leave you with this hunger and thirst for righteousness, and you'll be filled. Let's stand tonight. Just gonna sing out this chorus in closing. Just surrender your life. Sing to your Lord and Savior these beautiful words. And we'll pray and close tonight. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Jesus, lover of my soul.